these are little A's, I believe, what they're talking about. Um, the Bouncing Betty Crate, the Slither, S-L-I-V as in Victor, V as in Victor, C-R, Slither, Henry's Rattle, Henry's Go-Kart, the Jitney, the Jump, isn't that, ooh, the Jump, Wow. Leaping Lena, Leaping Lizzie, Lincoln Light 4, the Michigan Mistake, the Puddle Jumper, the Rose Ruff, R-O-U-G-H, like rough paper, like rough sandpaper, right. Rose Ruff, the Spirit of Detroit, the Tin Can, the Tin Lizzie, and the Tin Type. How about that? And I haven't heard most of those. Those are all new on me. That's, that's most of them are new to me, too. Wow. Henry's Rattle. Yes. When you go out and play on the net, uh, how do you do it? I never come home. That's what I mean. Um, you, you, you just go in a keyword and you get thinking of looking at one website and that you click on this site or you just go here and do it if something intrigues you. Uh, you type I'll in right? In, yeah, I'll put in a new search term. Wow. Well, I was looking, for example, I was looking for information about the dust bed. Right. And uh, I guess now I started out with information about the depression. I wanted terms that were common to the depression, and I started out with the fireside chat. And that went to the dust bowl, and the dust bowl went to the Okies, and the Okies went to... And it just kept going. Um, so I keep putting in new search words in the search engine in my browser, uh, in uh, Google, or uh, I pretty much stick with Google. Uh -huh. I will use some of the newer ones, but I stick with Google. And I keep putting these new words in, and finally I got to Depression Era Terms. And that had a, a pretty good bundle of information there, so... That's how I came up with the Tin Lizzie and the Michigan Mistake and the Puddle Jumper. Do you bookmark these things or do you keep a scrap pad handy to write some of these ideas down? Uh, I, I usually keep the information separate. I put it in the Word document. Ah. If, I, if I come up with a site that is is really interesting, I will bookmark it. Okay. I've got a huge list of bookmarks. <laughs> And I sort them out periodically and put them into folders. Um, well, yeah. I get. I don't know what was the royal sovereign broken down into dimes, quarters. Oh my goodness, I don't know. That's <laughs> <laughs> something I was looking for. But um, that's how I get there. I just keep putting in more search words and more search words and clicking on links and. You know how to do that. I know, I know. I just think it's just, um, you know, they say, what, 105 million websites or something? Probably a lot more now. But oh, gosh, I, I have no idea. You know. But I'm looking for a particular piece of information, and I find something new and intriguing. As a result of that, I'll go on a webpage, and the webpage will have more than what I'm looking for. Oh, yeah. I just keep going. Yeah. Yeah, like, recently I've been, uh, thing about 
looking for timelines. I thought that'd be fun to look at timelines of World War II. Oh, yes. You know, look at yeah, dates, critical dates. Think that you know that you don't get through a history book. I mean, history books and what we get in school just briefly touch a highlight of a few or three things, but nowadays looking at timelines is really fascinating. Looking at p different periods of time, mm -hmm. all goodies like that. Mm-hmm. One of the great books that I have, I've got my, you know how I am about books, they are treasures. But one of them is a book of headlines and some pages and articles from the New York Times that begins around 1886. I guess that was the beginning of the newspaper. Right. So it's, uh, it's a timeline in and of itself. You could get gaps of entire months in there, but something from every single year is in there. And of course, the war pages are, are very, very rich. Yeah. I did that when uh, early time turned 100. Uh, that was one of the things I wanted and I got it for Christmas gift, even though I couldn't see it, but I was just fascinated with history. That way people who could read me the different articles and headlines get through the early times, the 100 years, and it, uh, those types of books are just fascinating to go through. Yes, Especially yes, when they have a local spin. Yes. Excuse me. Now, the New York Times, of course, was a great international reporter. But it was based in New York, so you got an awful lot of New York information. In Chicago, the Chicago Times, when they give you a timeline, there's a great deal of Chicago information in there as well. So it, it, I just love old newspapers. Absolutely love old newspapers. They did, they did it. I think there's an article um, in 1920 in L.A. Um, <coughs> they see an article, it must be an article was written, and they talk about traffic problems, automobile traffic problems. Patricia, think how many cars there were in L.A. In, in 1920. 1920? 1920, and they're talking about congestion and traffic problems. In 1920, I would think 1,500 to 2,000 cars would be a traffic problem. They had 100,000 cars. <gasps> You're kidding. No, 100,000 cars in L.A. And nowadays, you know, some are um, street, some are um, turnoffs, or uh, I guess well, changes in L.A. have a million cars go through it a day. Today. Today. But I'm just thinking. Just 100 years ago. I know. So oh dear. Yeah. Just well then, could it have been a misprint? Mm -mm. No, I don't think so. Wow. Well, <laughs> or if somebody gets killed. Or if somebody threw an extra zero when they read it off, who knows? Gee, Willikers. Boy, Ham. Homer Brown knew how to say that. Oh, boy. 100,000 cars. 100,000, yeah. Yeah, Jackie Kelk, of course, who, uh... Yes. Who was oh, Jimmy... Oh, he was so good. Oh, yeah, he was Jimmy Olsen and Superman, and, uh, well, my, our late friend Hal Stone, who was Jughead, when they started the Archie Andrew character on radio in 1943, they told Jughead, the guy who, uh, Hal Stone, just don't sound like Homer Brown. We don't want, uh, a, a sound alike. So he had to come up with some of a different voice. Because they all thought they were going to copy the Homer. Uh-huh. Sound and Henry Aldrich. So. And that's 
probably what would have happened. Yep. Probably would have. Indeed. Well, are we ready for our second show? I'm ready. All right. I will save some of these questions for next week. Thank you, everybody, for calling in and, and with so much great information and answers. We had some pretty hard questions tonight. We got some answers. Okay. Our second show for tonight is Maple Syrup from October 17, 1944. It's one of my favorite shows. I keep saying that every week. I thought, oh, this is one of my favorite shows. But mm-hmm. we had so many to choose from. Yeah. Patricia picked the show, so it's her show. So what can oh, I say? That's I, you cannot pick a bad Super McGee and Molly. Some of them are wonderful. Some of them are spectacular. All of them are, at the very least, very good. You know, when Patricia was working on the uh, somebody's birthday party for Super McGee and Molly, I think the poor thing struggled trying to choose shoo- what shows we're going to play. That's terrible. <laughs> I started out. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. This is a good one. Oh, this is really terrific. We have to do it. By the time I got finished, I had something between 50 and 60 shows and had to narrow them down. I mean, how do you narrow down Super McGee and Molly? I don't know. You don't. No. Well, anyhow, <laughs> for tonight, this is this is one of my favorite shows. I feel like Ronnie Millsap. This is one of my favorite shows, or this is one of my favorite songs. Poor Molly. He, he goes through the same thing. Okay, so maple syrup. We are at breakfast at the McGee household. And there are six more wheat cakes, but no more maple syrup. And Fibber, of course, knows what's wrong with the maple syrup industry. Because the dummies, this is in quotation marks, the dummies throw their syrup on the market at the same time. So his logic is as good as ever. He figures there's no reason why he can't pass a maple tree in the front yard and have syrup whenever he wants. Of course, he's never done this before, so he gets out his brace and bit. And it is a three-inch bit. A bit is the part that drills into whatever you're drilling. So he's making a three-inch hole in this poor tree to let the syrup drain into Bueller's wash tub. Now, anybody who is familiar with maple syruping understands the significance of a three-inch bit and a wash tub for the drain. So that's the setup for... Maple syrup from October 17, 1944. Good. Shall we play it? We should play it, and I get to say good night to everybody, and you get to say good night to everybody. That's true, and I'll be back to close everything, but Patricia gets to go and play. Play. Good night, Robin. Good night, Patricia. Thank you for a great night. Thanks for being with me, like always. And we'll be back next week. You bet. Here we go. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax for home and industry present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra.
as a car owner, you'll soon be getting plenty of advice on how to prepare your car for winter. Well, I'd like to join the procession and suggest that you don't neglect the finish. Winter, with its extremes of temperature and its snow, ice, and rain, is very hard on the paint job. Your car deserves the extra care you can give it so easily with Johnson's Car News. The first thing it needs, of course, is a first-rate cleaning. And one advantage of Car New is that it both cleans and polishes with one application, two jobs at once. This saves so much work that you won't mind cleaning and polishing your own car with Car New. It's a liquid applied with only as much rubbing as is necessary to loosen the dirt. Car New dries to a powder, and when you wipe this off, you'll see again a gleaming finish you'd almost forgotten. You can get Johnson's Car New right now at your dealers. It's spelled C-A-R-N-U. The squire of 79 Wistful Vista is strictly a guy who likes three good meals, particularly for breakfast. <laughs> get a load of him, getting a load of calories as we meet Fibber McGee and Molly. Oh, McGee, you're marvelous. I am? How? The amount you eat for the amount of work you do. What you mean? <laughs> it's like stoking a steel mill to make a button hook. <laughs> Well, gee whiz, a guy with as much energy as I got has to pass the butter, William. Has, has to build up his energy. Go a little easy on that butter, dear. I'm trying to, but it's... This is Marlowe Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson Wax Finishes for Home and Industry, inviting you all to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Justin Company. And there we go. Birmingham Molly. Trish and I hope you all had a good time. About 16, be 14 before 2 here on the West Coast. Uh, Sunday morning, May 23rd. It's and, and, yeah. So may the good Lord Jesus Christ bless you. And this is Yesterday's USA. Love you all. It's time to call it a day. They burst your pretty balloon and taken the moon away. It's time to wind up the masquerade. Just make your mind. The piper must be paid. The party's over. The candles flicker and dim. You danced and dreamed through the night. It seemed to be right. Just
Good Sunday, everybody. It is May 23rd, year 2010. 